Welcome back, guys. You're listening to the Watts Podcast, World of Athletic Therapy, Training, and Sports. I'm Luca, and I'm here along with Tyler and Joseph. Joseph! We, we back again. <laughs> We're back at the CJLO studios for our second episode. If you haven't checked out the first one, make sure to go on our SoundCloud, the Watts Podcast. That's a double T. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, the Watts Podcast. All right, so we got a bunch of feedback from everyone from our first episode. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And make sure you keep it coming. All right, Joe, you want to start introducing our next guest? Sure. Uh, so today we have the very special Victoria Robinson. Woo! Woo! Applaud. This is the plot. Thank, thank you for you. being here. <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't know Vicky, uh, I'll just give her a rundown on what she did. So basically, she graduated in 2012, uh, 2011 from this program. Uh, then she became a lab instructor for about two years. After that, she was at Perform Center, while, and she's still there now. And she became a, a head AT or a supervisor AT. Yeah, so, at yes. yeah. So she's a clinical. Well, she's also just the clinical supervisor for the oh, Perform yeah. Center still. Yeah. yeah. And then she became a co-owner uh, of uh, her clinic RTP yeah. uh, in 2015. And that's just the basic summary. She has a bunch of other stuff that we're gonna get into, <laughs> but that's the <laughs> main ones. Whatever. Yeah. It's fluff. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, first of all, thank this you for having me. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if I can offer much, but we'll see. <laughs> no, no, no. Having you as a supervisor and knowing a lot about you already, it was really nice and really happy and excited to have you here with us. Well, thank you. You guys are doing a really good job doing this, too. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. So kind of what made you decide to open up the clinic at Champlain with the RTP name? So um, I was at Champlain for three years as the head therapist there. Okay. I was there a year um a year after I graduated, I started there because the therapist there was sick and she had heard and she said, oh, like a lot of people keep suggesting you, would you come and just replace me for the year? So I said, sure, no problem. Totally in over my head. Just saying that. I mean, I think we all would agree. If you yeah. like walk into a situation being a head therapist with like 12 teams and all of a sudden you have students and you're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. So after that, I asked uh, a year later, she actually got a job at Bishop's. So she said, oh, by the way, like this is your this is your job now. Like you're permanently in the head therapist position. And I was like, awesome. So I asked Mel to come on board because obviously there's just, it's a lot to handle. Um, so Melissa Romanis, I'm sure you guys all know her. Yeah. And two years after that, we were kind of sitting down and I was kind of getting burnt out. I was like, okay, I've always wanted to open my own place. And I really worked well with Mel and we kind of just started throwing the idea around of, okay, what if we started treating privately? So we started looking at the way different stage ups do it. Um, so some stage ups, you know, they, they just pay, um, they have a private clinic in there, but it's not necessarily incorporated and they just, you know, have their therapists they're treating privately or, but we knew that we wanted to make it official. We wanted to incorporate ourselves. So we sat down with a few people and, and, um, looked at different options. And one of the people we sat down with were Nick and Zoe. So Nick and Zoe created the first RTP in 2015 and uh, 2013 in December, they opened it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at Collège Notre Dame. So I sat, we sat with them and we spoke about it and just to pick their brains. And next thing you know, Nick was like, hey, do you want to come into business with us maybe? And, you know, I graduated with Nick and I know both of them really well. So uh, we sat down and we drafted up a contract. And next thing you know, we were part of our TV. So, yeah. And then we presented the idea to Champlain College because what they were doing at first was hiring us individually and we just said hey like we can offer you a lot more resources if we do this like we can start treating privately there was a lot of pros to look at 
Um, and they really love the idea. And I think it's because Mel and I had already built a system of like trust and a good reputation there that they knew, well, it's in good hands and that the rest is history. <laughs> for for those that don't know, uh, which Nick and Zoe are we talking oh, about? Oh, Nick, uh, Nicolas Michaud and Zoe Henriksen. Okay, yeah. perfect. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you said you've been wanting to open up your clinic. Like that was in your mind. Kind of when did that kind of idea happen was that something that you kind of had for a long time even as a student or was that kind of after graduation you thought hey maybe I could open up a, a clinic of my own um I'm gonna be honest I probably always wanted that but I didn't know to what extent and I didn't realize I'd get it this soon <laughs> yeah. but um you kind of just gotta gotta dive in head first to some things and and that's what we did but I kind of knew that when I was in school even in school I was toying with the idea of majoring in business um, and I did take some business classes but never had fully I c the major because of the way the AT program is you have to take 10 extra credits it's just like kind of messy so I just decided not to do that for the time being okay and a year afterwards started my graduate certificate in business administration hoping that it would um, help me just get a better hold on like what I could do and, and some of the things that would benefit me moving forward to open up a clinic. Okay. Um, and it just so happened that, you know, when the, when it presented itself, I was like, hell yeah, this feels right. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of those, uh, kind of some of those things that, uh, you feel like you benefited from, from going through that, uh, business administration? Well, I think as ATs, I mean, we all learn about the body and we learn about, you know, uh, how to, make people feel better and and how to assess and and e-care but i think something it, it's a growing profession yep. and so it wasn't anything within at my time going through school we didn't have any business classes mm. so i think it was really hard and i think it still is for some HEs to think about a business as a business instead of you know just trying to say oh i'll open it but not they don't really understand it necessarily mm -hmm. so going through that was nice because i got a different perspective of what a business could be um, and obviously they talked about corporations and there was a lot of different you know me like I guess what, what would you word it different you know scenarios that were presented but it was really interesting to go through it and kind of start applying it internally to what I could do with it um, and you know just meeting all these different people and just seeing their different perspectives of things I think gave me a better idea of how how I could form this and and how it's not as scary Mm -hmm. as it looks yeah, yeah. i think you're you're <laughs> echoing something that our our last guest was talking about to yeah. uh, to us how yeah. how the program doesn't really have uh you know any any business classes except for this this uh third or fourth year class yeah uh, this management class mana 300 i think it's uh, yeah so I think. I think it's the mana 300, three, 300. 300. so yeah it's the mana 300 that's yeah. offered fourth year for yeah. our program now but yeah yeah i don't i mean like one class will not get you <laughs> no and i mean like just to look at accounting and like yeah, understanding what the heck a revenue is versus like an expense and you know and and looking at all that stuff and then also managing people like if you're running a clinic you're managing people so how do you do that you have no idea that, 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 that's <laughs> right? something i really wanted to know too as as now that you've kind of started it how things were you not expecting to kind of encounter <laughs> what was kind of I think, to be honest, when you do something like that, and, and regardless of what any any of you decide to do in your life, I think you kind of have to go in with like an open heart, in a way, mm. because there are curveballs thrown at you. Speed every bumps, yeah. Speed bumps, constantly. <laughs> Sometimes it just feels like you're like, ah, it's just like I'm just I hit gonna, that bump hard. I hit yeah. that bump hard. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> bumps. A lot of bumps. This feels like one big bump. Um, so 
you know, there was some things we were obviously expecting to encounter um, and then other things that kind of surprise you. Um, and I think that's just the general, I mean, that's life, right? We all have that in our personal life yeah. and professionally. But um, no, I mean, I can't really say. There were some things that happened that I was like, we probably didn't think this through. <laughs> but I, again, if you go into any of these situations, you have to be willing to make mistakes. And it's not really the mistakes you make, it's how you recover from them. So regardless, like you you hit, you know, you hit a roadblock and now it's just like, how are we going to handle it? You got to think on your toes and just move forward and figure it out. Preach. I don't know if that answers. <laughs> yeah, Preach. no, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> this is like a life podcast. <laughs> I think uh, coming back to, to, to the RTP clinic, you were saying right now it's just uh, you and Mel? Uh, no, actually, we have three other employees. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Right, so five we're two years in. We have three employees. We're okay, happy about five that. Five uh, ATs in at, total. at the Champlain location, yeah. Okay. Collège right. Notre-Dame has their own... Uh, I think okay. they have about three employees as well All on right. top of Nick and Zoe. But it started out, Champlain started out with just the two of you? Just the is two what of you're us, saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. And slowly you got three others? Slowly we got three others. We have a massage therapist that we work with. Okay. Um, she's really great and we're really happy to have her on board. And then we have two other athletic therapists uh, that are recently certified Okay. Um, that we asked to come on board because we started getting more contracts. We needed more help. Um, and they're doing an amazing job and they believe in the brand as much as we do, which we find really helpful, especially because we're a young company. So we're trying to grow it and mm -hmm. it's helpful to have employees that um, we also think of friends and family. For sure. Do you think the, these two bozos could, could get a spot? <laughs> <laughs> could get what? Sorry? A spot. A spot. <laughs> you know, you have to pass a very hard uh, yes. hiring board. No, I mean. But um, <laughs> the way you selected uh, the, the people that work with you, where, like, was it like, how did you na like naturally do it? Like, like, was it more of a word of mouth or was it like friends that, you know? No, I mean, we always try to go through an actual hiring process. So, um, we don't like just to grab people that we know necessarily okay. because we, I think one thing you kind of develop a myopathy and then you just totally yeah. disregard people that could also I be see. a really good fit. Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of the day, you have to think about still a business. Business is a business. So you need to go through the proper, you know, we always put a call out. We'll ask for applications and if they apply, we'll sit down with them with um, Nick and Zoe so that we can start to actually look at it objectively as well. And also, like, considering our input of obviously we know the people and we can vouch for them. But that puts us in an awkward situation, too. You yeah, know, like, Mel definitely. and I teach a lot. We know a lot of students and, like, we don't want to be put in a situation where, like, yeah, they're great. And then it ends up kind of flopping. Mm. So, um, you know, we go through that whole process. But at the end of the day, we do kind of have an idea in some cases have an idea of who we think is going to be a good fit. And, you know, we start going after them pretty early. Kind of how has the RTP clinic uh, from when it started out and how has it evolved to now? It's funny because I don't really notice it until like recently I was looking back and I was like, <laughs> oh, damn, like we're doing a good job. Um, so it started out with our only contract being Champlain. So we take care of the Champlain varsity athletes, which is not any different than what I was doing and Mel was doing personally before. Okay. Um, and what slowly started to happen is we had different contacts in different fields and they started to contact us when they knew that we were associated now with RTP and they were saying, oh, um, you know, maybe we can work something out. So we would always sit down and, and go through, you know, what their needs are and try and find a contract that would work for the both of us and what we could offer, what we had available to us. And it's kind of just built from that. So um, one of our partners is uh, Longay Soccer. Okay. And that was uh, something that we had last year. 
And this year, you know, we sat down and we built it up a little bit more. And I think that's really important when you have these contracts is to kind of show them what you can do. And once that trust is there, you're building a relationship, Mm -hmm. you can start to build on those foundations a little bit more. So like this year, we did more performance stuff for them. And we also started doing some concussion workshops for their parents and for their coaches. Um, So that was one of our partners. Um, We're also working with CCL hockey and basketball. Uh, We're working with Zirashi football. Um, We have uh, Griffintown CrossFit that we actually have a satellite clinic at as well. So we work with a bunch of CrossFitters. That's mostly Mel's thing. She's really good at that. (laughs) Um, And yeah, and then on top of that, you know, just our clientele. I think that's one of the hardest things. I have a lot of students that are like, I just want to treat and treat full time. And, you know, I wish that for students. Um, it's hard though because a lot of it is word of mouth and and it takes time to build up those people but once you have them and they trust you you know it's it's that word of mouth that they'll bring their friends and they'll bring their family members and slowly that grows up into something is there something different about rtp that's different from order clinics that you guys offer um i think the thing with rtp i mean i can't speak for too many other clinics i don't know exactly what they're doing um but i think the thing with rtp is that we're really young Um, So not only is the company young, but the people within it are young. So we kind of have a specific vibe to it. It's a little bit more laid back. And, you know, we're looking. I think the other thing is everyone who's a part of the team is just looking to not only grow their own profession, but AT as a whole. Mm. So we put a lot of effort into creating events for people. Um, We did one a few months ago. I was a Lululemon night where we just a clientele (laughs) appreciation night um, just to thank them for for coming to see us and trusting us. So, you know, we had them come to Lulu and they had a little shop night um, and we'll do different um, different workshops for example we did a speed workshop this summer where we had a strength coach come in who's not associated with RTP and offer it to different coaches or professionals that are looking to gain skills in speed training or we do um, a nutrition workshop again with a clinic not even with RTP um, that we just you know we know and and we wanted to work with them and they came in and did a little uh, workshop on uh, supplements and nutrition, which I was talking to Tyler about, <laughs> it blew my mind for me because that's not something I look at a lot. Um, so I think those are ways that we're really trying to, you know, reach out and, and build the, you know, build our foundations within the community. And I think that's something a little bit different than what other clinics are doing for sure. I know you took some extra courses, like other continuing education courses. Yes. Uh, and one of it is, uh, what, what is it, FMS uh, and SFMA. Yeah. Uh, and why balance those things? Could you just talk a bit about those and the differences between, like... The three. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> um, so FMS is a... You know, the functional movement systems, and it was developed by um, Greg Cook and some other really knowledgeable people (laughs) and they develop a system called fms which everyone's pretty much aware of at this point and it's just a seven seven exercise screen um where you can go through in anyone not experiencing pain so this is more of the performance screen Mm -hmm. um and go through some movements to figure out where their dysfunctions are mobility any restrictions in mobility stability or strength so obviously this is meant for the general um, so strength and conditioning specialists can take this, um, ATs can take this, physios can take this, whoever wants can take this um, because it's just looking at movement. Mm-hmm. The SFMA, which is the Selective Functional Movement Assessment, is more the clinical model of that. So it is intended for people either in pain um, and it's only meant for clinicians to take. 
Um, and that, again, it's based, I think, on, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head how many movements, but close to seven or ten okay. um, really basic movements. And from there, they have breakouts. So if you see a dysfunctional movement, you then do breakouts to figure out is it a mobility, stability, uh. or strength issue. Um, and obviously they present it in a way and as clinicians, we can add on to that to tailor it a little bit more to ourselves, but it's intended as really quick screens when you have somebody with global movement dysfunction and you're just trying to figure out where it's coming from. Um, and then the Y balance test, I think they just released that and they also have a new one too. The Y balance <laughs> test I just took online. Okay. It's very interesting. It's just a different, um, I don't know if you guys know the star excursion yeah, balance test. Yeah. Learned in school, yeah. yeah. So the Y balance test is based on the premise that the star excursion has basically three points that are most reliable to determine if someone has a balance issue. And so they take those three points, which is the Y mm. and they kind of show you, um, it's a pretty simple certification, but show you how to test it. Um, so that's valid and reliable because I think it's something like it needs to be done six times before the learning curve takes effect. Oh, I see. So you need to do it a certain amount of times and then they'll do the left versus the right. And then they'll also do one for the lower, uh, the upper extremity too. So it's in the push up position and mm. just trying to see how far they can get without losing their center mm -hmm. of gravity. You, you seem to be a really big fan of uh, Gray Cook's uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, did you take this? Is this like a whole course pack that you that you got? Or, no. Or did you just like do I'm one, actually, one after the I, other? I think it's interesting because it's it's just something that is a really easy tool for all of us to excuse me implement <laughs> um but i think uh i'm not i started reading his stuff i actually started reading the supple supple, supple leopard, leopard yeah and i thought that was really interesting yeah. and um i had already i already knew about the fms so i figured why not get certified in it and when i did the second level which was all together actually it was a level one and level two course offered in montreal a few years ago when I did that, I started noticing like it, the breakouts that were really cool. So the FMS in and in itself is, is awesome. But then when you start learning about the breakouts, you're like, oh, there's so much more to this, right? Oh, okay, so is that the, the, the big difference kind of between the two levels is that you start to break out? No, so when you do you? FMS level one, it's yeah. the assessment. Right. FMS level right. two is how to correct it. Okay. Um, and so when you start looking at that and you realize how complex the body is, but how some of these exercises don't have to be, they're not rocket science, right? It's cueing pattern. It's feeding the flaw. Once you start seeing that, you're like, oh, I can do this. And you start getting a bit more interested. Joe just dropped Um So then when the SFMA came um, to town, I was like, yeah, I definitely wanted to take that um, because I knew it was more for clinicians and it kind of delved a little bit more into that. And I actually got introduced to SFMA through Scott and Jamie's course, the reconditioning mm. level one, um, which was a great course to take, mind blowing in some ways. And then when I took the SFMA, it all kind of like made sense. They just um, did, and I didn't take level two yet, but they just did one this weekend, I think. Yeah, the we did one in right? Hamilton. And, yeah. And for the guys that don't know, um, Jamie and Scott are coming here to give a talk. I forgot what was the subject. No, on. yeah. I think it's uh this weekend. It's November twenty no, no, fourth. November twenty yeah, fourth. Yeah. It's a Friday. It's here at Concordia. Yeah, it's and, cheap. Uh, so if you guys haven't got the chance, <laughs> so get, just get in that. It's, I think I also Bang Buck, they're amazing, yeah, right? So yeah. regardless, if you guys want to come watch them, I th they're so great to hear, mm -hmm. and they have so much knowledge and 
and so much to share that they're they're really good teachers yeah. too so i think down, down, sure. down the line it. down the line we're definitely gonna try and get them on here. yeah you definitely should and we're going as well so you got to come hang out with those guys yeah. we gotta all, we yeah. gotta all yeah. learn yeah. together yeah. yeah we gotta all learn together we do a little interview after maybe you can do a two for one <laughs> they're busy but maybe yeah, yeah. so other than the fms like i know that you took a lot is there one that really like because uh, i know you've given talks to me and tyler <laughs> at perform because we're we're still here you already know the answer we don't know do we know the answer it might, <laughs> you, know you, you might surprise us and come up with something that so the thing is that they all contribute something and it's all very interesting i remember taking soft tissue release when i was just certified and was like oh this is pretty cool right mm-hmm. um and every time you go you always take something out of it like they always call it like the nugget <laughs> something mm-hmm. your golden nugget what are you going <laughs> to take from this that is going to change the way you treat or make you a better clinician okay and i think um the first thing that i had done that really did that for me was fascial stress therapy. You're very right. So that was a week course. It's a five day course that I took in, uh, I was in Ottawa and it was cool. Cause I stepped out of my comfort zone totally. Like I went there alone for five days and did what, it. What, what was the course like? So you're saying, so it was... the course, it was interesting. Cause when we, when I got there, everyone was taught, like we introduced ourselves. Right. And there was maybe like 40 people. It was, it's eight oh, hours okay. a day for five days. And there was like 40 people and they're all saying PTs, PTs. So I thought it was a bunch of, with a bunch of physios and then I was like oh they mean personal trainers so I was literally <laughs> the only clinician there um which was kind of cool because I got to see a different side of of movement that I learned from them that I hadn't really recognized before and that class was I thought it was very well structured it's offered by the stretch to win institute and I thought it was very well structured because they had a th- um an instructor and then for every five people they had another instructor oh, yeah that's so yeah no matter what you were doing, you always had the feedback of if they were doing, you were doing it correctly or not. And even on the third day or the fourth day, they took those that were maybe struggling a little bit more with the system and took them into a separate room, <laughs> a separate room and had them, you know, just make sure that they were, they were honing up on their skills properly. Um, and so that one really first introduced me to like the body as a whole and not just looking at it as like, okay, this is your bicep, this is your extensors and your flexors. Like it kind of just put it all together and how we're, it's all connected through the fascial system and how it plays a role on a much more deeper level than just Mm. physically, but emotionally and, and physiologically, there's so much going on there. And so that was the first time that I really became aware of all of those components put together. And I think feel like that's when it started to click for me and that's when I started to pursue some more movement based things because up until then I was really into the manual I see. and now I'm kind of shifting so <laughs> it, it introduced like a new look and way of yeah a totally new perspective cool uh <laughs> do you have any uh moments where you you use that that technique in your treatments where it was like kind of surprising or something unexpected that might have been like well I didn't think I would kind of get this out of well, you guys have kind of already seen it, right? Like, there's some really cool stuff that you do. Which yeah, is... I felt it myself. Yeah, I felt you felt the power. Yeah. Just, I, I haven't. <laughs> well, maybe. Later. Yeah. So yeah. So everyone, like maybe Luca. Can... So like Luca. Luca doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it's a system. So the um, most of the personal trainers and non-clinicians, excuse me, that do this just learn it as a system. So they'll offer fascial stretch sessions to the public. Um, whereas I use it a lot like that but also personally within my treatments um so i'll incorporate a technique here or there um i think what's really cool is i don't know if i can say i mean i'm sure i've seen it um i remember one particular client that they were sent to me because a massage therapist really couldn't like he was so tense and he was in chronic pain 
Um, and a massage therapist was like, honestly, I cannot get to the tissue I need to get to. Like maybe the fascial stretch will help. And he totally came. Um, he came and, and I did the fascial stretch just, just that session. And he felt like he had no more pain at the end of the session. And it was just from chronic tension that he had in his calves and his low back. And after that session, he's like, I felt like a million bucks for two <laughs> weeks. And I was like, awesome. And then he saw the therapist and the therapist like, yeah, I could totally get into where I needed to go. So yeah. he started coming like on a regular basis more to manage like his pain and his stress levels. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because obviously that's not what I'm used to dealing with. Right. We're used to dealing with acute injuries or, or chronic injuries. And for him, it was just kind of like this whole like smorgasbord of mm -hmm. issues. Um, so that was really cool. But I think the coolest part is after, you know, showing students even two simple techniques, um, how they use it with their patients. And they're like, oh, my God, their hamstrings weren't tight. It was their lateral <laughs> chain. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of cool to get that feedback from them and, and see that, you know, it's not just me that that's feels it <laughs> <laughs> no i remember when you showed me once i was just rolling the, the lacrosse ball under my foot yeah. and then trying the straight leg raise afterwards i'm just like oh wow how did yeah. that happen how did that so, happen yeah. so yeah i really know cool. nothing yeah. i know it's so funny so if you could recommend uh one course to take for a recent graduate uh which one would you recommend oh well i haven't if taken there. you know a lot <laughs> is, there, is there one that you're looking at maybe going to take now or is you, said, you talked about the the new one from uh from from the fms from gay cook yeah i think it's called the fundamental capacity there screen i think no, it is yeah. no, no phones allowed in the no. studio <laughs> i think you got that um here's the thing right is a lot of students i think and i was like that too and there's no problem with that but a lot of students just leave and they're just i want to learn everything and i just think there's a time and a place so if you're working more in the movement field take a movement course right mm -hmm. if you're working more and you're actually treating um clinically and you're doing a lot of manual maybe you have a certain population that needs take a take a skills course um you know if you're looking to to expand upon your emergency care and your field work take take a taping course take a take an emergency care course i think the biggest issue and i'm going to use myself as an example i took one right out right as soon as I was certified and it was an Anne, Har Anne Hartley course mm -hmm. and it was amazing she's amazing I don't remember anything because I wasn't treating at the time. So first of all, I didn't have the hand. She's like, oh, more organs have motility apparently. So like the pancreas kind of spirals three to five times a minute, right? She's like, do you feel that? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't have the hand. Yeah, absolutely no idea what's happening. Right? Like, and you guys see it all the time, right? I'm like, oh, you feel that? And you're like, no. And I'm like, hey, well, it takes time, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think the biggest thing would be to probably you know, just do something that you're actually going to utilize right away because if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. As they said in 40 year old virgin, it yeah. happens. So you really, <laughs> need, you really need to like oh use something. And, and like I said, Anne Hartley's course was amazing. I'm sure there's techniques that I would, there's one technique I think I remember from it that I think you guys are taught now in like lab. So it's awesome. Yeah. Um, you're already a step ahead. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I think it's a three, five, two lab. So that's the, uh, manuals what? it was it's the, a rib correction i think that i learned there and oh, oh no never mind oh that that <laughs> called that called yeah edit, so it's just edit, to, to oh. focus in on <laughs> it would just be to focus in on you know what you're able to utilize at the moment because yeah. it's hard when you're just certified and you know you're taking all this stuff you'll have all this knowledge and i mean it's like you guys were asking me about nutrition stuff the other day and i was like yep that's gone like oh, i haven't used that in years <laughs> So I think that would be the biggest thing. The FMS one is a really great base to take and it right. kind of introduces that concept of like 
mobility, stability, and strength, with a lot, which a lot of people don't really look at um, right off the bat. They just consider, oh, they can't touch their toes. It's a, it's a flexibility problem. Yeah. But here it helps you kind of define of where you could go with That's that. So, so for um, the coming back to the fascial stretch therapy, do you mm-hmm. think you would have still understood it if you took it took it off like right off the bat when you're tr- uh, treating at Champlain, or do you think that the fact that you took courses before that helped you understand? I like, think the, the course courses better? before probably helped. Okay. Um, I think. I, yeah, I still would have learned from it. Whether or not I would have had the hands to develop to be able to develop it and feel okay. what I felt during the course, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I don't know if I mean I would have benefited. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But I'm not sure if it would have been to the same extent. I see. So Fair. it's not to dissuade anyone from doing that. It's really important to do, and it'll help you grow and help you realize how much you don't know. Because the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. That's um, <laughs> But for sure, it's it's something to you know just don't be scared to take a course if you really want to take it Mm -hmm. just go for it but also just try and you know not get too stressed when you're put in a situation where you're like i'm not sure i understand this all (laughs) it'll come (laughs) do you you want to try and come up with uh with your own course sometime (laughs) (laughs) you know i i i I think it could happen my my jaw has dropped a couple times oh uh, definitely so she was was teaching me and then i came back to the conference room with a mini band on my head and i have no idea how that happened that's That's true why did that happen i don't know but you're showing me some few exercises and you were talking about on Ontogenesis. Ontogenesis. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that that blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. For me anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. And Joe might lose it because he hasn't it. used it a lot. Uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to practice that, Joe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Work on your crawling and your rolling <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs> so, Vicky, we also know that you are a uh, supervisor at the Perform Center and at the Champlain Clinic. Um, What's the thing you enjoy most about being a supervisor? With, you know, teaching all these interns, these different... The power. (laughs) (laughs) I think I love seeing their aha moments, as Oprah would say. Uh, yeah like uh. the moment where <laughs> haha the moment where you're talking to somebody and you kind of show them something and you can see it just click in them and they're like oh <laughs> i think that's probably my absolute favorite thing to get because it's like it's not that i taught them that it's just that i tried showing them a different way of thinking and mm-hmm. it like jived with how they think as therapists right, and right. that's the whole point is when you have therapists is not to make them mini use Mm. right like you're all unique you're all your own people you're on your own butterflies so for sure like it's just great to see it um when it clicks and and you know you, you kind of they get defined a little bit more as a therapist that way um and that's probably my favorite thing to see and then also uh when they're like four year five years certified and they're doing all these amazing things and they still come back and they're just like i remember that time and i was like oh have an impact it's just nice to feel right um and they go off and they do all these amazing things and i always tell the students i'm like in five years you'll be smarter than me like no worries <laughs> <laughs> they'll know more and so I, it's it's awesome to see that progression for sure um so what uh like after graduating what made you want to become a to teach and to become a supervisor well when i was doing my undergrad i did the like lab instructor i was um He's a ta ta yeah that's what didn't get the, didn't get that job <laughs> no <laughs> no um, still still sour i, I, I tried i tried <laughs> maybe for, next year yeah put I know. in a good I'm word tr- i've tried 
Um, no, it's, uh, I really enjoy doing that. And I always kind of, I never thought that I would be teaching for like, I just didn't think about it. And then when I started it and I was like, Oh, I actually really enjoy this. And it, mm. it really surprised me to be honest. And then once I graduated, um, I was offered the opportunity to come. Well, I was offered the opportunity to teach, um, through my master's. So I was doing my master's and that I did not complete, which is okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. come back to that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it was really cool because I got to teach, you know, I did um, e-care and I did taping and I really loved being part of that group and, and showing them the different things. Um, and then I guess, you know, when Perform came along and I applied for that job, um, that really did, I think, help me mm-hmm. <laughs> get the job, knowing that I did had did have the supervisor experience, or not the supervisor, but the... Um, the teaching experience. Um, I diverged. What was the question? <laughs> that what, what made me want to do that? Yeah, what made you well, come back? Then I guess it's that. And it, okay. just coming back to it, um, I really enjoyed, I knew that I had taught in like this traditional setting. Mm-hmm. And then I had also been a supervisor at Champlain for a few years. And I think uh, the thing I really liked about Perform was that I could come and kind of merge the two. I see. And so... I, I believe, yes, there's structure and there's things ways that things need to be taught. But at the same time, it's a, such a case-per-case basis. Like yeah. every person, you could say it's always like this, except for when it's not. And mm-hmm. then that patient will come in and you'll be like, oh, and that's the time it's not. Mm-hmm. So I really like getting the critical thinking going and just trying to solve those problems in a way that's not like your traditional mold of like how to actually do therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why I kind of fell in love and why I still love teaching at Perform and being a clinical supervisor, even at Champlain, because you just have to think differently. It's not necessarily mm. the way you're taught that you have to do these things, but for sure you need that baseline and yeah. that, that like foundation to build on. So after having seen so many students and covered like, like done this for so long, yeah. is there something that you find that s- students here at Concordia or wh- wh- wherever else in the world, like, do you find, like, what do you think they struggle with the most? Is there something you struggle with? The m- I don't know if, like, anything? I think every student is different and they all kind of struggle with their own, you is know, like little demons. I, I think the thing that you have to remember is that like, instructors can teach skills, mm. right? We can all teach skills, but we can't teach attitude we can't teach personality and so yeah (laughs) so coming with it I think you know just coming in with an open mind and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of students want to you know look like oh they have it all together and to be honest like none of us do none of supervisors have Uh, it all together either right so like just coming in with the attitude of like not just I got this but like yes I want to listen to your input like that's what we're here for right Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean you always have to take it but at least if you walk in with an open mind I think it'll benefit you a lot in the long run so that just comes back to like the more you know uh the more you learn the more you don't know or something yeah the more you know the more more you don't know For sure. So I don't know if there's any common thing that okay. that they struggle with, but um, that's something for sure that to keep in mind, you know, when you're walking into mm. a new situation is just to be open and open to learn and and people will respond a lot better to that, I think. Fair. So yeah, I think that also answers our question about kind of what qualities. Yeah, uh, she, yeah. Yeah, that, so, that so I turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, there. so okay. every every intern, <laughs> well, every student that's listening, like, just take note on this. Like, when you go into uh, an internship, uh, make sure you open doors, open everything that uh-huh. you can, <laughs> yeah. open yourselves, o- open to learning, and so y- you could heart. do. So there's just two. If through this podcast you just found out about two more placement sites of where you could possibly do a uh, field 
uh, and clinical. Is there field and clinical available at at Champlain? At yes, Champlain? and we're not that far, despite what everyone thinks. <laughs> <laughs> we're really just across the bridge. It's Jacques Cartier Bridge, seven minute walk from a metro. Yeah, and then as well uh, for <laughs> clinical internships uh, at uh, Perform. Perform Center, which Joe and myself have both uh, would highly recommend. Yeah, yeah with two great done. supervisors and, and there too. Yeah, <laughs> at the Perform Center, we also have uh, there's Leanne Papula. Yeah. And then there's uh, Serge uh, Savoie as well. Yeah. So he's there as well. And so all three of you guys are awesome. I learned Thank so you. much for, from everyone. And they they literally, they all have their own kind Especially, of specialty. Yeah. And they kind of all bring together. And they're all there uh, for the students. And they give their 110%. Uh, and they're absolutely 100% there for us, which is awesome. Yeah, and you definitely feel really that while you're team. there. Oh, thank you. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. It's, uh, they're yeah. a really great team. And I love working with them. Unfortunately, I don't get to cross over too much with them because, you know, we're all there mm -hmm. to cover the entire 12 hours of the day. So, but it's really great when I am there. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> so Vicky, something that uh, we were wanting to know is kind of being as students, when you were a student, what was kind of your goal? What was kind of your future plan? Uh, as to what you were looking at doing uh, compared to what your future goal might still be now, uh, if that uh, goal still remained the same or if it has been attained or kind of just to let us know about that. <laughs> the progress. Yeah. That is me now. <laughs> um, when I first graduated, I'm going to be honest, I knew I wanted to work in AT, but I wasn't exactly sure where. Mm. So I kind of had a year of like, self-discovery so to speak but <laughs> basically I was just working as many contracts as I could and putting my name out there and you know meeting people and volunteering for events and you know I was part of the CTSQ and just trying yeah. to to involve myself as much as I could um, and it wasn't until I decided that I wanted to pursue my master's and my business degree that things kind of started to fall into place because I think then I had the, I, like I created a goal somewhat for myself okay. and it was a lot easier for me because I was kind of grasping at straws. And I think a lot of students do that right off the bat. They're just trying to take whatever they can get, which isn't a bad thing. I think it's good. It helps you define actually what you do and don't want to do mm. or what you like and don't like. And when I had put that image in my head that I wanted to do that, um, that's when things started to fall into place. I think because I was able to then understand that it's okay to say no if it doesn't actually fit my goal. Yeah, because I feel like there's so many places you could go with it, right? And so, there's so many. many opportunities. That, yeah. And I guess sometimes you could fall into kind of a pattern of some sort. where You it's can, like, for sure. Yeah. So when those things started, I remember I had gotten my acceptance into both programs because I decided to pursue them at the same time. And then literally like five days later, it was like, hey, do you want to come to Champlain and be the head therapist for the year? And I was like, oh, that that's excessive, but I'll do it. And I did it right. Like yeah. like a lunatic. I did it. And I don't remember three months of my life. And I'm sorry for all the students I had then because that was not easy. Um, and then, you know, I started developing that and we developed, uh, Mel and I worked really hard at developing that program into what it is today. I don't think it wasn't very well known. The people that were there were great therapists, but unfortunately they still had to make a living and they had to do their full-time job and then show up there after work and, mm -hmm. you know, do that on their own. And, and that's really challenging. So I think 
um, when Mel and I came in, we were both young and saying, okay, well, we want to really devote ourselves to trying to build this. So we tried to build the program as much as we could and develop it and get students involved. And I think we did a really good job at that in like three years, having gone from one student to 10. No, definitely. I thought that was a really awesome goal that we had reached. And then, you know, at a certain point, you kind of have to sit back and, okay, where do we want to go from here? And that's when I reevaluated with Mel and we started talking about, you know, opening a private clinic and, and, you know, starting a new challenge challenge and I think I mean I have an overall goal eventually Mel likes to say I want to make money in my sleep but like (laughs) I think your overall goal is that you know I want to contribute as best I can to AT and I want to give other ATs the opportunity to come into a place where like AT is loved and and supported and and they can get a full-time job doing that um so you know moving forward it's always going to shift a little bit but in the end I think if it still gives you that feeling of like I'm happy with what I'm doing then I'm good with it. Yeah, go with it. Get yeah. them to the happy place. Yeah, the happy place, the motherland. Yeah. The motherland. So, Vicky, one last question before we leave. What I want to know and what a lot of students want to know is uh, if older Vicky had to give advice to younger Vicky, little mini Vicky. Older <laughs> older, older being present. Yeah, like present. Now, now present Vicky, Vicky <laughs> to graduating Vicky. What, what advice would you give that Vicky? I think I thought about this. I did think very hard about it and I had all these answers and then this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, this is what I would tell them. (laughs) I think it's to find balance. Mm. When I started, I was just working so hard and I probably had two or three burnouts and, you know, I just believed in it and I wanted to make it a success. And I'm not saying if I had done that, maybe I wouldn't be here today. But I think it's really important to find balance in every part of your life. So success for people is not just about how well you do in your job, but maybe something personally as well. Mm. And it's really important to take care of yourself and really important to explore because it will make you a better therapist. It will make you better at your job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I didn't really understand before. So, you know, moving forward, for sure, I would be like, dude find your balance <laughs> you know don't, say, you Tyler, don't burn the candle at both Tyler, ends listen to this Tyler. i am yeah. i am listening to every <laughs> <Yeah>. bit of <laughs> this <laughs> every bit of it so if you guys don't know tyler's here from 6 30 a.m in the morning yeah. and he leaves at like 11 at night he basically just lives here okay? I live yeah here. i uh yeah he's, he's and about it to feels burn great out. for a while until yeah. it doesn't and then it hits you hard yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> people it, i guess Vicky, you're telling me to listen to my body uh, listen to your body but also just take care it's okay to like take a weekend off you know you're like oh i'm gonna miss this game mm-hmm. you know what it's okay because you're gonna be with your friends and you're gonna be with your family and that you need to feed as well yeah so it's you know you come back with a new perspective of things and it's not just all about at or or you know whatever job you're in it's mm-hmm. just it's just to find that balance a little bit sooner i think that would have benefited me and saved me from a few little uh issues moving forward the yeah. key to life is balance, balance it is guys. i know that sounds Proprio, super super everything. corny no, no but yeah, i think you're 100 percent right yeah. <laughs> yeah no but it is something that i now i look back and i'm like oh that's what everyone was telling me before mm. awesome yeah because like i could attest to that because like you know when we like when you have midterms and then you're so busy and then sometimes like i like i know for myself i just need that like one day or one or two days or whatever just to sit back relax and just not think about anything because yeah if not i'll just go crazy you know and that's when usually your inspiration hits you yeah is exactly when you it. shut down yeah so let it happen go with the flow Perfect. cool don't think too much don't overthink tyler i love when tyler speaks about himself <laughs> 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 yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah 
Yeah. Tyler does, Tyler does that. <laughs> Stupid Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Just hits himself. All right. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up. Vicky, this is your chance to plug in all your details. Well, I mean, when I say all your details, I mean all of RTP's uh, details. So where can where can people find you on the web? Um, so you can go to our website, www.rtpperformance.ca. Um, we're also on Instagram at RTP underscore Therapie du Sport and Facebook under the same name, um, RTP Therapie du Sport et Performance. Um, you'll see we try and do an athlete of the month and we have all this stuff going. So follow us, cool, like us and come see us. We have two clinics. We have one at, well, I guess technically four, but we have a uh, 900 Riverside Drive. That's one's at Champlain College on the South Shore. We also have one at Collège Notre-Dame above the skating rink. And then we have a CrossFit gym, Gryffindown CrossFit, which we still take outside appointments for. And then UPT CrossFit as well. Hashtag plug in. Awesome. So, Vicky, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank it you, was Vicky. a real pleasure. Thank you for having uh, me. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> You guys are very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're just, you know, we're just starting out. But guys, so if you haven't already, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. That's the Watts Podcast. Watts is with a double T. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you plug back into our next episode. Until then, stay beautiful. You guys, beautiful. your Bye. guys are beautiful. <laughs> uh, all right, Tyler's kicked out of the group. <laughs> you guys requested him to be himself. <laughs> 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 That's why we're laughing. All right. Uh,